Fidgy Plus a Tip is brought to you by some amazing sponsors. Studio X is a boutique adult production company that creates premium erotic photography, video, and content. They produce unique, custom, high-quality work that will generate you with more clients, fans, and subscribers. Studio X prides themselves in creating a safe, sexy, and fun luxury service experience unlike any other. Studio X wants their work to remain special, unique, and high-quality. Therefore, they only offer a very limited amount of shoots each month. They focus their energy on you and provide you with the most professional service and best experience possible. They prioritize those that work in the entertainment industry, performance, adult, and sex work community. Listeners of 50 Plus a Tip get $100 off their shoot with Studio X, as well as a Polaroid add-on valued at $150. Just mention 50 Plus a Tip. Model Express in Vancouver is the ultimate destination for sexy and affordable lingerie, dancewear, and exotic high heels. Visit modelexpress.ca for all of your sexy style essentials. For our listeners, use code 50 plus a tip for 10% off all pleaser shoes online. That's 10% off for all pleasers online only at modelexpress.ca. You're listening to 50 plus a tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Natalia, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have you here today. We have not had the perspective of a strip club server on yet, so welcome. Thanks. I'm so excited, honestly. I'm a little nervous. It's okay. Deep breath. <laughs> You're fine. We'll edit it to make you sound incredible. So. Oh, thank you so much. And if I look bad, just scrap the whole thing. Nene. <laughs> <laughs> you know we don't need that out there. <laughs> So we've heard this narrative that anyone who works, we're going to actually get right to like the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping right in. Yeah. So we've heard this kind of narrative that anyone that works in the realm of sex work, whether it be cameramen, bouncers, waitresses, et cetera, are sex workers. Uh, what is your opinion on that? And do you consider yourself a sex worker being a server in a strip club? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, I actually was hanging out with another bartender and he also made the comment like, it's weird, we're in such a niche market that we work in sex work, but we're not sex workers. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a sex worker. I mean, I, I did dance one time when I was 17 years old, which is another crazy story that I have. But um, right now, no, I don't think I would consider myself sex worker honestly but that is a really good question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's what's your take on it right? I mean I think by definition it's supposed to include anybody who works in the environment of like um of that sort of realm so like even like porn star directors and cameramen are by definition like in sex work but I don't count anybody who isn't actually the one providing that service as a uh, sex worker because you also just like don't have the same like stigma you don't have the same downsides yeah (laughs) but like if you're not fronting the like well but then again that's maybe not fair to say either so Riley's undecided. Right. I'm undecided. I'm, I could <laughs> honestly argue both ways about it. Honestly. I mean, I think of the same when I hear it a lot because I study, I studied political science in university. So the topic of the N-word came up a lot mm-hmm. too. And that makes me think of that debate where I always say, 
if you have been victimized by what the term means, then you're allowed to say it, right? So like if you've been victimized by being a sex worker, then you can call your, then you could like be like, I'm a sex worker, but I'm not going to go around. I mean, like personally, because it's so um, normalized to me, I don't see anything wrong with it. So I would probably wear like a badge of honor, but I don't think I, I get to, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think that that's kind of where my hesitation comes in is like, if you're not, let's say, you know, someone with a disability and like the stigma that's surrounded with that, if you're not visibly disabled, you don't have the same stigma, but it doesn't mean that you're not disabled. Mm. Like, mm, also a good point. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, also I'm <laughs> the like, plot thickens. yeah, but also like it, unless you're doing the selling of that thing, then I don't really think that you're a sex worker. Just like, you know, a person who's not visibly disabled, they're still disabled. Like they're still part of that category, even though maybe people don't see it. Mm. Whereas like servers are not really part of that category, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like an analogy would be like someone owning a like an art curator, like owning an art exhibit. Like are you an artist? Like Mm, if you're not making the art and you're just like creating a space for it or or working in a space for it, I don't yeah. know. I like I like the analogy or the um, comment your colleague said that you guys work in the realm of sex work, but you're not sex workers. I'd lean more towards that that kind of yeah. phrasing of it. Very very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just coming right out of the gate asking you the yeah. hard hitting questions. Out. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it's funny because that's right now. Pop quiz. <laughs> I think ChatGPT, oh my God, ChatGPT saved me so much in my final year of university. I have no idea how they're, they're going to have to redo the education system because I, I cheated the whole time. I hope this comes out <laughs> after I get my degree in the mail. Uh, um, like, it's, it's so insane, so... I don't know why I brought that up. That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> cheating for a quiz. Yes, um, I, I just like to, to openly tell everyone that I did cheat in my last university grades. <laughs> <laughs> Get that off your chest. This is your platform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, the way my courses are going, I should cheat. <laughs> I truly didn't. Remember, you just showed me chat GPT mm-hmm. like um, a couple months ago. I never even like, I've heard oh it God. before, but I didn't even know like it could be like accessed for like the average human and then yeah. you were like showing me how it works i was like this is fucking insane i wish i had this for my university degrees yeah and yeah, never write an email ever again like it's perfect for writing every single email oh bet yeah yeah i really love it just for paraphrasing things like if i can't think of a word to like change mm. i'll just like b- put like paraphrase this and yeah. then I get ideas of different words and then I do it myself. It's almost like a thesaurus. Yes, it is. But sometimes <laughs> for, modern times. for like really in context stuff where like words aren't quite fitting, it's mm. really helpful. Interesting. All right. Write yeah. that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so Riley kind of touched on this and I kind of stopped her because yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation that we had. But um, do you think working as a server in a strip club, you're subjected to the same stigmatization that strippers are unfortunately subjected to from the outside world? Hmm. No, no. Right. I have a, I have a, a lot of guys um, I go on dates with from like, I love online dating. Like I'm a serial first dater. 
Um, and I love a good hinge date to just pretend like I'm not who I am and, you know, never see you again. Um, but if I tell them I bartend or I waitress at the club, they think it's a lot. It's really cool. And I don't think they would have the same reaction unless they're just saying that to my face. But I have had one guy say where I was like, oh, you want to come? And he was like, you don't, uh, you just want me to pay while you're working. And I was like, oh, I, I don't get that. He's like, it's just the same thing. So I would say in the amount of dates I've told, let's say like five, like one in five will judge me the same. But mm. the other four are pretty just like, oh, it's cool, you know, because they'll be biased for some reason, you know. Interesting. Um, okay, we're gonna go on a, a side side chat about online dating now because I don't do it. Did you ever do it? Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, that like that makes me want to vomit. I can't think of a worse way to spend any of my time than talking to men online and like online dating and like having first dates when you're like I'm a serial first dater. I'm like that is my personal hell being on first oh, dates. Like I can't imagine. I always joke like. If I could just fast forward to, like, the first year into a relationship, like, that's my ideal. I hate, like, learning about people. <laughs> like, I just want you to know me and, like, we just we fuck with each other heavy and, like, none of this, like, awkward first date shit. So um, how what what do you love about online dating? And, like, what is – how do you make a good first date? Because I feel like every first date would be a total fucking dud. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I get blackout with <laughs> Okay, well <laughs> – <laughs> I think that's you were probably good <laughs> but I do I'm like a crazy person I'll do like so much research on that person and I will like just pretend to be exactly who they want to be <laughs> and I'll just like just be that person especially if like um I know like pretty soon you pretty soon get a vibe like if you like them or not like sometimes I'll just you know be myself and try and make it work but if it's not working like I'll have so much fun like I'll just make up so many things <laughs> about myself and then it's such a good story for the girls when I get home like okay. I go to my best friends that live next door to me and I'm like guess what I told them <laughs> so it's pretty much like yeah <laughs> yeah we <laughs> just feel like a dinner which is like way way oh that was also something I wanted to talk about is like the duality of how my non-dancer friend and my dancer friends look at my dating life. Because um, speaking of the dates, I go out on dates for guys and basically do what the dancers do without the dances, you know, um, for free. And my dancer friends are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, make money off this, you know? And then my other friends look at my dancer friends and they're like, why would you do that for money? So it is so weird to get both perspectives <laughs> and to see both perspectives and just be like, I don't know, like, I just wanted chicken nuggets, you know? <laughs> so I, it is the craziest, the craziest way to look at it. But yeah, you think like, so what advantage us? 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I would say like most of my online dating history happened before I became a dancer because like now our whole job is first dates, but within 30 seconds, you know, to try and sell somebody on a dance. But like you do the whole, the amount of times that I get the whole, and I can like pinpoint these questions. It's like, oh, you have an accent. Like, where are you from? Oh, what brought you here? How long have you been here? Do you visit home often? Like, every single time like 50 times a night and then so to like go out on a date which is supposed to be like free time and have to do the like same song and dance about it like I do I do get it but 
I also used it a lot when I was like in different countries and when I knew nobody because like I'm not gonna go sit at a bar by myself trying trying to meet somebody you know like what in a country that I I know nobody so it was very helpful for that reason but I don't think I could go back yeah, I think that's like I was when you were like when I was thinking back, I was like, I bet you did it before you started dancing, and that's a big thing. Like for me, I gotta ask girls that started when I started, but I I don't think there were dating apps when I first started dancing. I think the only dating thing I can remember being around at that time was Plenty of Fish. Yeah, cr- not to date Christian myself, Mingle. but that was like <laughs> no Jude and Jude date. <laughs> J date was around. I don't, when did no Tinder come out? Do yeah, we know? no, I don't, I don't think Tinder was around yet. Look it up, and then don't. You guys are in- in relationships right now or are you just taking it like casual yeah we have 50 <sighs> boyfriends that pay us to be oh, their yeah. dates <laughs> Bro, uh, I, don't know, I don't have one fucking boyfriend like oh you gotta up those numbers babe create a roster <laughs> no i'm just so terrible and i'm like so crazy like my motto is like why would i wait to be crazy i'm gonna be crazy now like my favorite first date question is let me go through your phone like I will go through, a, I will go through a man's phone on the first date. I will literally, I love to ask them why their him and his ex girlfriend broke up, and I'll always side with the girl just to create drama. Just <laughs> <laughs> to create a storyline for my friends. Like um, the last one, he was like, "Yeah, she pretended to be pregnant." I was like, "I could see myself doing that." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> You're like, "And <laughs> honestly, what did you do that made her do that? <laughs> what drove her to that?" <laughs> That's not 100% where I'm going on stage, so and I, I do. I feel bad it was part of the story, you know? Yeah, do it for the plot. Yeah. Do it for the plot, 100%. <laughs> That's like Ryan and I. Sometimes we do the weirdest shit at work, and then we're like, for the pod. <laughs> do it for the pod. <laughs> it's our oh excuse God, for everything. I was drunk. I was like, bro, it was for the TikTok, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Love it. Love to see it. Now, now, I'm, now maybe I could date if I could just, like, harass men and... All the shit I can't say when guys are paying me because I have to be a little nicer. I could just like unleash. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. tempted. <laughs> you gotta you gotta see what the game can do for you. you yeah. Know? <laughs> if I could if I if me socializing with men for free results in them crying, then I could be tempted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wait, that brought up another point when you said, Oh, um, having to pretend you like guys. That is the best part about being a waitress, is I get to be mean to the guys that you don't like. Right? Like, it is so nice. And a girl is like, oh, that guy is, like, so annoying. But, like, he keeps buying dances. I'm like, I got it. I get paid no matter what. So I also will go up to them and be like, bro, you smell so bad right now. Without no shower. You know? <laughs> and that is, that is the best part about from when, um, I mean, I don't want to say when I used to dance because I did it for so short of a time that it's almost obsolete. But, um yeah, that's what I really like about it <laughs> compared to the other the other side of it. I mean, here's you know? the thing. You can be a dick to people who deserve it. You just got to, like, be okay with, you know. First. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to be okay with maybe saying goodbye to that customer after that. <laughs> yeah, which is hard. I mean, I, I know they're not going to tip me either on the drink. But, like, tips, oh, my God, it's so annoying because guy, I'll watch guys spend, like, $300 on dances and then not tip me $1 on a $9 beer. They're like, can I have change? And they'll hand me 10 bucks and the beer is like 925. And I'm yeah, like, like, I want to kill you right now. You know, yeah. like just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. Did long. you want your three quarters back? No, literally, <laughs> they always say yes. They always say yes. Like, why are you here right now? You can <laughs> just why don't you just put them in his beer? Oh, you're so smart. 
That's so iconic. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> but I will not take responsibility if you get fired from the penthouse. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Let me know. Honestly, at the penthouse, I had the nicest bosses of any restaurants I have ever worked at in my entire life. If you know anything about the manager, the owner, the staff, they're honestly all amazing. So I have a lot of love for that club, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the, I would say that I think that their management and their team working there is one of the best in, in Vancouver. Yeah. It's like one of the first places where I don't like hate going to work, mm-hmm. you know, so it's always fine. Yeah. I have a lot of love for them for sure. You're like, actually, I fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'm just staring at her. Uh, no, I just... No. <laughs> Fuck them. No, I just don't. Actually, I actually really do like, I've never worked at Penthouse, but I do like uh, the people yeah. that work there and a lot of the girls that work there are very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was, I think you're, you know what I'm thinking about, right? Compared to other management we've encountered. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I, and I was like, do I out them on the podcast? No, we don't. <laughs> we love working everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The most. All customers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> so going back to um, your failed attempts at dancing, uh, <laughs> you said oh you God, tried so <laughs> You said you tried so twice, I think. Um, yeah. What happened? Why did you fail so fucking miserably? <laughs> and was it your drinking? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, so actually, I do owe my TikTok virality to these stories. I knew they were so bad. That like I knew they were gonna go viral, and I was like, "Do I want attention or do I want to keep my like pride?" <laughs> attention. Like, you, know you can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs> you can't have both, right? Um, well, the first time I was still in high school, and this boy that I had the biggest crush on turns around to me and he goes like, "You know, you're so pretty. Your face is so pretty. It's too bad your body doesn't match." And I'm just like. Oh, like my world is crashing. But it is such a small town that everyone knows everyone. And I know that his dad is at the strip club five days a week. <laughs> so I'm in high school. I'm like, no one fucking want me. Your dad's going to fucking want me because I have mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> 17 years old. I bust three hours to a club. And this is before COVID. And they never scanned IDs before COVID. And I was born in 1998. So if you put nail polish, you can make the eight of three. You know, by just putting nail polish. So they you just- were born in 1998. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, same. <laughs> same, same. I just, oh, that's so cool. It's so cool that we were both born in 98. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just thinking. And um, so I get on there, and this is back, I'm from Toronto. And in Toronto, we don't have a separation of stage dancers and VIP dancers at these small clubs. So everyone who's VIP has to go on stage for the first two songs of when they get there. I did not know any of this. I literally just like went in at thinking that it is so easy, like everyone else online was like, whatever, I'll just be a stripper. No, you could not just be a stripper. I'm going to tell you exactly why. <laughs> so I go um, to the DJ. He's like, Oh, I get hired. The guy, the manager is like, show me your boobs. I'm like, okay, show my boobs. I go on stage. He's like, you're on stage next. Go to the DJ. I tell the DJ, I'm like, oh, play something Spanish. You know, I know how to salsa dance. Never danced before. Oh, I also am a virgin at this time. I have never had sex in my entire life. And I decided the first time I show anyone my body will be in front of a Friday night crowd full of people. Um, I go on stage. He decides to play um, Pitbull. What's it called? <laughs> He's like Spanish. Nothing's more Spanish than Mr. Worldwide himself. <laughs> and it's just so fireball. It's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so bad. Fireball. 
Just actually it. a hoot. <laughs> so I never touched a pole. Never. I'm so sweaty. I decided that of I any kind. Of any kind. <laughs> and I'm just going to fall for it. Throw myself against this pole because that means I'll spin. Because I don't even know that pole spin yet. So I'm fleeing myself off stage, butt naked. <laughs> I fell off stage for 25 seconds. I literally just get up and I just, I walk back on stage. Like, I'm like, I'm like, so I just go around, like, so cringe. And um, I walk back into the change and pick up my, like, quick clothes that I took off in 25 seconds. I have no idea how to be sexy. I, it's the first 20 seconds of the song. I'm like, guess I'll just unclip this and take it off like a top. And I just walk to the back, grab my clothes. And it's, it was a three-hour bus. And I walked the eight hours home, just no music, just thinking about the <laughs> again and again and again. And I sat in class the next morning, you know, snuck back into my house, went to class. The guy sits in front of me. He's like, hey, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm thinking you're going to be this great moment where I'm like, yeah, your dad fucking likes it. No. I just had to sit there with double the amount of shame. <laughs> and um, then I just never, I never touched a strip club. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, so much worse. So much worse. Um, I decided to start a rumor that I was a famous stripper. Actually, <laughs> um, because I thought for some reason that was that was really cool. I'm like, you know, I what? mean, it is cool. Find you on a show off stage. Just tell everyone that I'm a 17 year old stripper. You know, in my small famous, famous, like famous, famous. You know, like everyone, I'm amazing at what I do. Um. Yeah, I'm just curious. Happened. I'm just curious, real quick to interrupt. Did they not no. have internet connection in your hometown? Like, <laughs> surely they look you up, look you up, and realize oh you're God. not famous. Please. I think you're just 17 years old and you can just say anything. <laughs> you know, and like somebody actually made an anonymous call to my dad and was like, Your daughter's the famous stripper. And my dad, <laughs> my dad, dad your dad's like, like, I've seen her dance. She's not. <laughs> I'm like, the truth is like worse, but better for you, I guess. But I'm not going to tell you, you know? <laughs> You're like, man, this rumor mill, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I was just such a fan in high school. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's so funny. I do have a question about the the time at the club what sort of heels did you wear oh my god like literally like kitty kitty heels like non-stripper heels at all like stuff you'd buy from walmart <laughs> you know <laughs> you know we also had like just no money at the time too and, like my lingerie was not even lingerie like it was probably also definitely from walmart and mismatching with just a bra and underwear why did they let me go on stage? <laughs> For the plot. <laughs> like, why? I don't know. It, it was just in the middle of nowhere. They probably had no girls working. But looking back, like, so cringe. <laughs> did you make any money? No. I, I got up, after I got off stage, I, I walked out. That's why she couldn't <laughs> even take the bus home. She didn't have bus money. <laughs> yeah, That's the real reason she walked her ass home. <laughs> to get in there, too. Because in... In Toronto, you would do the pay per hour you get there system. 
which is like if you get there at nine, you pay like 20. If you get there at 10, you pay 30. And I got there at like 1 a.m. because I snuck out. So I think I spent like $130 to fall on my oh, I love that for him. <laughs> oh, obsessed. Yeah. So I was holding, I was holding that secret for so long. And then I went to Thailand after high school to build houses and I got so drunk. And when I woke up, one of the girls on the mission trip with me told me like, you told us this story. And if you tell anyone, you're going to be famous from this story. And I was like, why did I I'm so embarrassed of this at this point because I'm only like 18 years old. Um, so I would just think about it at 3 a.m. every single night. And it had to slowly meet the feeling of me falling off stage, you know? And then one day I was like, you know what? Everyone deserves to know if they're a failure, so am I. <laughs> You know, so that was, that was my first time in the club, and I, I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh man! So I feel like you must like either you get like PTSD or you get like um, what's the word when you feel someone else's pain, like intense um, secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, um, empathy. That's what I did. lack. Yes, empathy. Yeah. <laughs> Like the thing I don't have. Yeah, empathy. Uh, when you see at Penthouse those amateur nights. They're <laughs> usually so good. Nobody has failed like me before. I mean, I, I set the bar low. I set the bar so low that, like, even if you slip a little bit on stage, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, just stay on stage, babe. That's, that's all that um, I did end up, I do do pole dancing now for, like, just fun for exercise. And it is so hard. Like, why did I think it was easy? Because <laughs> girls so, make it look easy. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. That's what you could tell a good dancer is when she's like upside down, and you're like, I can do that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like, she just did like backflip into the pool. Okay, but she breathed. Yeah. <laughs> I can breathe. <laughs> yeah, she had a smile plastered on her face the entire time. Exactly. <laughs> that means it's easy. And the second time wasn't, I'm so sorry to, to interrupt. I think you're going to go. But the second time uh, was here in Vancouver. It was at uh, Grand, Granville Strip Club. <laughs> and um, me and my friends moved here with $100 in our pocket. And we had no family, no house to stay, nothing. And we, we had no jobs. So we're like, okay. And we had a university bill. So we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Let's just go be dancers. Um I, I went there, I got the job right away. They always ask to see your boobs for some reason. Why? <laughs> That's just like the protocol, you know? And so I always go into a room with the guy who's like, let me see your boobs. And then it's yes, They're from my experiences. And that one, it was, it was a girl. You probably know if you've ever worked at Granville Strip, who it is, yeah. Um, not the next, but you know, whatever. Um, I, got, I got so, so drunk with my friend there. Oh, the reason why... So, so drunk with my friend there is because that girl looked at her and was like, I told you not to bring any fat friends to my friend, to her face. So my friend, obviously. I definitely know who this was. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. And it's like, who are you to be talking? Uh, there's mirrors right there. But anyways, um, and we go to, and I was only skinny at this time because I was poor, so I couldn't afford food. <laughs> but at the time, the first time that I was a dancer in high school, I was like 250 pounds. And then I lost it for the, um, I was poor. And then I got gained it back because I wasn't poor. And then I got label suction. So that, that's the story. <laughs> random, random side quest of the, the story. But uh, so my friend is obviously very sad before she leaves. Uh, she's like, you want to take seven shots? I'm like, of course I want to take 
Stop. Seven, seven, <laughs> you know, I'm newly 19 right now. And um, I just get so drunk that the next day she sends me a video and it's me in a private room and I'm in there for like, she said, I think I came home with like $700 and I'm in there with two guys and I'm teaching them a dance routine. I'm like, jump forward, jump back, <laughs> cross your arms. And then I'm sitting down and I'm like, you're not pointing your fucking head. And I'm screaming at them. And these guys are sweating because I'm making them dance routine. I want to put my hands through my hands. Take out my extensions because at the time I had really short hair. I put my extensions on the guy's head. <laughs> so obviously, he walks out of the room with extensions on his head and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. She my money and I didn't see any boobs. <laughs> I did not see one boob. But she sent me that video. Um, sent me the customer complaint that he didn't see any boobs and he had to walk out of the room with hair extensions. But I never got back. Okay, so we're expensive at the time. And um, yeah, she told me he never comes to the club again. <laughs> And but you made some money, that, so yeah. After that, I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be good at this one. <laughs> I got into bartending. You found your yeah. calling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. That's hilarious. Um, have you? Like, there you go. <laughs> um, you said you danced well. You were in a strip club once in uh, Toronto. Uh, did you notice the difference between the dancers in Toronto and the dancers here? Oh, my God. I was so young and so scared um, that everyone was also a lot older than me because I was so young. So I think I, I was – I could say, like, oh, they were meaner, they were scarier. But I think it was just – it was just the age and the newness to the industry. Mm -hmm. I think if I had any time that you're new, you're probably like so terrified of everyone. I mean, I do remember I was like shaking before going on stage. I was holding a drink and I was like going like this. And a dancer came up to me and she's like, you look like a cop. I walked away. <laughs> so nervous. That was, that was the only time I really talked to one. But I think in general, all dancers are like, really really nice i made a lot of friends everyone always says it's really hard maybe because i'm not playing in the same competition as them so it takes away that competitive aspect and we're not we're now teammates because i want to get your man drunk and you want to get your man drunk you know we both we both want the same thing um so it's very i think that's what makes it the most difference you know the, the lack of competition and the 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 opposite of newness. I can't think of the word. Chat GBT that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You guys, have you ever danced in Toronto before? Mm -mm, never. No? So we both don't know. No, <laughs> no, no we know here. Let's go find out. Let's Great. go, let's go uh, redeem yourself at that club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sure they don't remember me and I look so different now, so. But we'll just walk in separately, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I just don't walk it without okay. They actually just have a picture of you falling off the stage, like in the change room. You're like, you're like in their wanted you list if you're not allowed. Yeah. That's so funny. Is your ass naked falling? <laughs> no, she didn't even get naked. Yeah, she's, she, her I ass was, is naked, wasn't it? No, I was naked. On yeah. the stage, she was naked. In the private room, she was fully clothed. Not even 20 seconds into the song, too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> didn't even watch the girl performance performance to know how it was done. I just was like, okay, I can just <laughs> try it now. And um, oh my god, no, I forgot what I was saying. Do you go? That's so funny. Um, so what would you say are your favorite and then least favorite things about working as a waitress in a strip club? Money, I love. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? You know, I, I worked at a family restaurant. I still work at a family restaurant on Friday, Saturdays in the morning. Um, just because all my friends work there, so it's it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, the money doubles, you know, from then it's not a lot, you know, like the average night I'm bringing home like three hundred dollars. Which from somebody who used to come home with sixty dollars in tips, it's a lot to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, and I think I'm like I made three hundred dollars, and some girls will be like, yeah, I made three k. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, like teach their own what the law means. But um, so that I really like. What else do I like? I like that you can drink at work. <laughs> you know, I like that it's a really fun environment. Like you're encouraged to like party and have a good time too. Um. And yeah, I, the management too, but that's also very biased because it's a club. What I don't like, hmm. name them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just start naming girls. <laughs> I Crystal. Yeah. Rebecca, you know who you are. <laughs> if, if that is your real name. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like for some reason, like no no guy who goes there showers. Like I always have to take a two-hour shower when I get home. I feel like the smell of the strip club is terrible. Um I don't know, actually, like that's such a little thing too. Like there's nothing too much that I, I don't that I don't like. You know, knock on wood, but I've like I've never had anyone like inappropriately touch me or make a comment that hurts my feelings or or too much of that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ask me after a bad night when I make it like when I make like 20 bucks. I'll be like, yeah, fuck this place, yeah. fuck everything. <laughs> but mm, yeah, n- nothing, honestly. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Penthouse, if you're listening, she loves she loves everything about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Give me a raise. I really need a raise right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it just minimum wage and then tips on top? Like is that yeah, so the minimum wage now I think is sixteen twenty-five with tax, it's like fifteen. And then yeah, you, you get tips and then you tip out to the to the bartenders every night. Yeah. What's an average yeah. night for a stri- um a strip club server you think to make? So on Wednesdays, I just had this conversation with my friends 20 seconds ago because they want to get into the industry. But for Wednesday and Thursday, I'm bringing home 100 to 200. And for Friday, Saturday, I'm bringing anywhere from three to four. Yeah. Right. So I'm making like a a grand a week, which is like I I always budget it. Like one week is rent, one week is groceries, one week is bills, and then one week is fun. But I have looked... I always tell people because they're like, I want to move into your building. I'm like, I have looked three dead people in the eye. I have been in three shootings and I've had the FBI escort me out of my, uh, from my door twice because there was some like math thing going on in my building. So like a thousand dollars to live downtown. <laughs> um, we're going to blank out where you live. Cause um... <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Very smart. 
Yeah. Very sorry, honestly. Is that, I say way too much things online. So <laughs> yeah, we'll put that. We'll we'll get that out of there. But um, Casey, you mentioned before um to us that you come from a really cool family. I oh, I need to stop saying cool. I took note of that in episode one fifty whatever, and I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> Just cool, cool. It's so cool. Do you think it's an age thing? Um, why? Because I'm so young. You're so young. It's, like it's, a new thing. it's very trendy to say. <laughs> cool. Very trendy. The nineties are coming back. Yeah, fuck you. I do think that is. I'm so fucking youthful. Uh, Very pixelated on my end, but you guys look like, you know, 16. Uh, child. Thank you. Child bride. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you have a wonderful family and that you made honor roll and you've been captain on sports teams. So how does this wonderful family feel about you serving at a strip club and being content creator? Is that ever a discussion or? So... They hate, they hate it all. <laughs> they hate it all. The content, they hate, like, it's under a fake name. Um, so that people from my real life cannot find me. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, a little embarrassing because I will post all of my secrets. Like, if I do something super embarrassing, I'm going to make a story time about it, you know, because it's good for you. So I did start under a, a fake name, but I do think that it's reached a point where, like, other people have told them about it. And every time I'll bring up, like, Oh, like, um, you know, I got paid to post. My mom would be like, you should stop posting. Like, you shouldn't do it. So she'll never bring up a certain video or, like, get mad at me for doing it. But she'll just be like, she'll make comments that she she doesn't like it. And for the serving, I think, honestly, like, that's another bias. Like, I don't think they mind it too much because it pays my bills. You know? Like, I think if I was dancing, maybe they would think something else. But I think because they FaceTimes me a couple times while I am working and I show me like with the tray in my hands, I don't think they mind it too much. I don't think they love it, but I think they have the same thing. Whereas if I was working in a, in a real nightclub or, not a, you know, a dance nightclub, you know? Yeah. Which, I they mind it. Yeah. which do they like the least, the content creation or the serving in a club? I think they hate the content creation the most. Yeah. Because I'm like... I'll, like, go on there and, like, tell stories of, like, one time I threw up all over this guy doing sex, and, like, it just got, like, you know, 200,000 views. Like, they definitely, like, know of that somewhere, you know? <laughs> and definitely just things we don't need to know. So I think that's that's way worse, and that's around forever, too. I don't like to think about that. You <laughs> <laughs> know, like, I smoke a little too much weed. I actually feel like stop smoking so much weed because I try used to try and delete my accounts all the time and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like everyone knows everything. But then I was like, nobody cares. When I'm sober, I'm like, nobody cares, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, speaking of content creation, how did you get into it? And uh what kind of pages do you create content for? Um, uh, I just create I just have my own personal channel. Um which is the, the freak show circus. And I just do my story times. And then I got into that because uh, I did have a lot of like crazy stories. And I remember my friends in high schools were always like, Oh, you know, we love your stories. Um, and they were always like a little exaggerated in high school, but <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I could just like exaggerate like a little bit of each story too. So um, that's how I just was like, okay, let's just film it and put it online. And I knew that that first one, like the stripper one, was going to was going to get a lot of traction because it is such a unique story. What people are looking for is either relatability or uniqueness, something they've never heard before, but not something like in the middle. Um, 
so yeah i just posted that one and that one hit like a million in like um i would say like a day and then from there i gained 20k and from then just just small videos just just story times of you know throwing up on penises or throwing chairs at nightclubs <laughs> the use the use to relatability am i right <laughs> <laughs> something so embarrassing like oh I, I took the security guard's chair and I threw it at the wall of the nightclub yesterday and people are like my queen and I'm like my queen what in the world <laughs> like you know anxiety on my dad and like if I just they're just like supportive where other people will be like I've done that too and I'm like okay nice <laughs> it's like funny for them like therapeutic for me you know so I, I kind of like that yeah you're doing lord's work the lord's work I think you had another question in there too that I skipped over Oh, how did you get into content creating? Oh, other pages that I that I did too. The content, how I got into it. Oh, I also dated this guy who had um, a lot of followers. I met him. Um, I, I used to sell uh, alarm systems door to door, which, by the way, is the worst job you can ever have. You know, when I'm not sure if you're from any small town, but people would come and knock at your door and be like, do you want to buy this alarm system? No, they usually sell Bibles, but <laughs> give Bibles oh, okay. to you. But. Something like that. So what they do and how they get these kids to work so hard is they're like, let me fly you out. So they fly, they flew me out to um, Alberta, which was the main, Calgary. And then you stay in this really nice hotel on your first day. You get all of this training. And then a car picks you up in the morning and they drop you off in a, in a neighborhood. And they say, if you don't sell, you don't get picked up. So that's why all these kids are knocking on your door like, buy this now, please, you know? And then and then they don't even take you back to the nice hotel when you sell. You, you go back to, like, a community shitty Airbnb house. And you're okay, like, well, you but you are probably so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so skinny, honestly. One time they thought one of the house thought it was a scam because... The guy was like, you're too pretty to do this. We know. We called the cops on you. And even when the cops came, I'm like, so you think I'm pretty? Yeah. <laughs> so they think I'm really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the cops come, you're like, well, sir, officer, do you want an alarm system? <laughs> yes. No, please, sir, buy an alarm system. I'm dying right now. It also made, like, the fact that I was cute and also, like, please buy an alarm system. I need, I need food right now. And, um, oh, yeah, so there I met um, one of the, the also guys in the house. And he was just like, was this one of the alarm pimps or was this a fellow worker? <laughs> yeah, it was a fellow. <laughs> Yo, it's giving alarm pimps. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? People need to stop going off about sex work being sex trafficking. The real issues are these alarm sellers I'm hearing. <laughs> alarm pimps. So I met a couple of these guys in this house that I lived with. And I was also the only girl in this whole house. And if you ever lived in a house with like seven guys, it is so gross. No, but I have seen that movie. (laughs) I've seen that (laughs) Pornhub. That one too. Oh, we we know your content. We're familiar. (laughs) I just can't. um, So I started dating that one guy. And then he had his two best friends. And they were just like so normal and like kind of boring like they didn't really do anything and then when I was leaving I got all of their Instagrams and they all had so many Instagram followers and they just like were average looking average personality and I was like you would never expect it so that that kind of made it click like 
oh, anyone can do this. Okay, that's so mean. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were just so average and boring, you know? And I was like, oh, like, you just have to try. You just have to, like, like post everything um, constantly. And it, it, it's so easy to to grow like that. So that, that's, how, that's how I started it. And the other page I, I started was um, I clean houses for free because I love cleaning. I'm, like, an insane meat freak. So I just started um, making satisfying content um, of me cleaning houses before and after because of my area that I live in. It's, it's low income. And um, yeah, that that one also blew up like a week ago, like maybe a month ago. Randomly a video about like, <clears throat> like 3 million. And all of my other videos before that had like 20 views too. So it really all just takes like just one random video. And I can't even tell you why that video is good. Mm-hmm. It's just so random. Are you mm-hmm. kind of touched on it there as just like all you have to do is kind of like post and try but do you have any other advice for like growing and maintaining a following for people who want to either improve their online presence or who are just starting out well one thing you really have to study the algorithms because all these apps are basically like math right so I found out from when I was posting on um my first TikTok that wasn't like wasn't me trying to do anything but when you comments obviously make your videos do the best and when you turn off the app uh, it will send you notifications to make you go back on the app right so I started when I started posting videos I started turning off the app turning off my notifications so that it would try and send me notifications but in turn blow up my video so I kind of like tricked the algorithm a little bit into like making that video do well first because they want my attention. So you're, the apps are competing for your attention. Um, so just use that to your advantage. But they also changed the algorithm about like six months ago. And I can't figure this new one out. I've been trying everything. So it, it really, I don't know how I figured that out that time. Um, oh yeah. And another one at, at that time was like, uh, the comments do well. So when they want, when you want your attention there, only click on the notifications that said comments. That way they only send you content notifications, aka sending commenters getting more views. Um, so that, that made it really easy with that system. I mean, obviously there's times where videos still wouldn't do well because the content just wasn't good. Um, but yeah, I really, I really miss having that trick. That was a good trick. And I, I used to go also to like influencer like groups too to like talk about it. And I used to be like, oh yeah, the turning off trick. And everyone was like, like nobody talks about that. I'm like, why? It's such a good trick. They're like, I thought I only knew that. And they were like, keeping it a secret. I'm like, bro, tell everyone. Who cares? The content, who says the content is good, you know? Like, or it's probably a different niche, you know? Mm-hmm. But that was that was a really cool trick I remember knowing. And I really wish there was still a trick there. Mm-hmm. I know no tricks. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I content creation is not. Yeah, it's just, a beast. We do not yeah. know how to tackle. It's so hard. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Well, everyone's saying right now the views are are going well for everything, and I think COVID was the best time for views. I don't know about you guys, but that was that was a really good time. And now it's like, and it's also oversaturated. It is. It's really hard, honestly. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm also struggling, just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah it'd be like that for sure um also another thing is we've heard or I've heard I guess um that Canadian creators don't get paid for TikTok is that true and how can Canadians profit from their work as a content creator 
I have never made a dollar off my TikTok. I have just embarrassed myself for free. <laughs> Forever. No, I did, I did have one brand deal. That's it. Just people reach out to you and you can get brand deals. And I only had one brand deal in my whole career and it was from Tinder. And they paid me because I made a video like crazy things I've said to boys online. And they were like, we love this, um, this video under my comments. And I commented back and I said, bro, unban me. Because I was banned from Tinder <laughs> for fucking with guys. <laughs> so you like this content. You like this content when you're going to ban me. So then they, they um, replied to my comment in my DMs. And they're like, this is so funny. Can you make us a video? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And they're like, is it okay? We only have a $5,000 budget. And I was like, okay you know i never made money like that in my whole life before so um and that was actually right after i got my first plastic surgery ever which was liposuction and i had originally put all of my money into stocks because i had made all of the money from stocks in order to afford liposuction and um what was I going to say? The stocks tanked. The stocks tanked, so I lost everything. So right when the bill came for the liposuction, um, the Tinder called me, and that was around the missing numbers that I had. So I was like, oh, thank God. So I didn't even get to like benefit from it, but I'm not in debt because of it. Um, and then they paid me the money. I sent them the videos. It took me like three months to make all the videos because they wanted like a five-video series of me like finding the right one or the crazy right one. Uh, and then they never posted the content. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's so, so I made funny. all the money and just nobody ever saw it too. But I was yeah. kind of sad because their their TikTok had way more followers than me. Yeah. So I kind of wanted it for clout. That's why mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I did it for free, you know? Um but yeah, that's the only time I've ever made money. And when that happened, I was like, I'm going to be rich forever. No, it never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had those yeah. nights at the club. Yeah. Where you get like sure. that one guy who drops like insane money. You're like, oh my God, like yeah. <laughs> leave us all behind. And then, yeah, yeah. The next more, <laughs> like next day you make $60. You're like, I'm never getting out of here. <laughs> Literally. I spent a lot with um, the first day theory or whatever the girls call it, where if it's your first day at the club, you are walking out with an insane amount of money and it's just it can't happen again yeah I mean you know? it's just your like first year I think like that baby like nothing is like baby stripper money yeah I wish I knew yes. <laughs> 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 not for all of us <laughs> the ones that stay on the stage they yeah. <laughs> you gotta actually do the job you know, <laughs> you know maybe I can take off their clothes and stuff of yelling at the men you know and we do know, that time, but <laughs> yeah I think you need to like Riley and I do that shit too, like as our regulars get a test. <laughs> if they were to ever know that men pay us to be sexy, they'd be like, no, they don't. <laughs> like our regulars would never believe it because <laughs> we're never sexy really with our regulars. But you have to like earn that. You can't go we're in being fucking that. weird. You gotta yeah. like per have this whole fake facade that you're this hot girl. And then it comes crashing down. And then they realize you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and then sometimes. If you don't have your hooks in them deep enough, they will, you'll wear them out a little too much. <laughs> Sometimes you go a little too far. <laughs> no, we've right? lost, we've lost them. Yeah, I know. my friends tell me, like, don't be crazy on the first date. And I'm like, but why? <laughs> 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 like, it makes sense. That, is, it, that does make a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you're not trying to be paid by your date, so you can get go at it, you know? Yeah. 
Definitely. Oh my God. But my friends yell at me constantly because I pay for a lot of my first dates no. too. Like a fucking loser. <laughs> no, my friends scream at me because I feel so bad because I'm never going to see them again. And I make them think that they're in love with me. So I fail and I pay for the dates always. Well, like, no, 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 okay. They should pay for the luxury of getting what? to spend time with you. I know. I know you guys hate me. Like, my Girl, stop right now. Scrap this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> kill you're done we're cutting that <laughs> yeah. whole section out we will not let you embarrass yourself like that <laughs> we do not associate with people who pay for dates that's so. fine but the pay not not too much yeah you're done i don't know why i just feel bad i'm such a fucking i'm simp honestly like no matter- <laughs> i don't even know what to say yeah. i can't even fathom feeling bad for a man <laughs> so what i'm hearing is the alarm pimp money was really good <laughs> <laughs> Like, I literally, I don't, I don't know, it's just so bad, like... All right, you're yeah. prime for alarm pimping for sure. Yeah. <laughs> alarm pimping. <laughs> you are prime for it. The armpit was good, and I was like, okay, he's attracted to armpits, that's cool. Girl, everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't judge me. Okay. Well, I'm trying to change. Okay, I did it for like the last four, and my friends were very proud of me. So mm-hmm. I need to say that word. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Okay. I should have sympathy, and I hate it. You know, I need what you have. The no empathy. You gotta get. That. Yeah. No. Years, years of dealing with men will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel nothing. It's true. No, and I, I don't even like the dates the most time either. So I'm like, why do I do this? It's yeah. Like, oh, I literally, but- like, I've said this before. When I did go on a date before I was in a relationship, I, um, I think it was for, like, all of my, from, like, I don't know, 19 to whatever, I was in, like, very long-term relationships. And uh, I was single once for, like, a month straight. That was, like, the longest I was single in my 20s, and which I'm still, I mean, I'm only four years into them, so yeah. <laughs> who knows? But um, I, this guy, we are going to go to an escape room because I love escape rooms. I've always loved escape rooms. And I'm like, also, like, I can gauge how intelligent you are. I don't want to fuck with no dumb, dumb guys. Um, and we are too early. And he's like, okay, well, let's just, like, wander around. And he, like, brought me to a store that was, like, a fucking Nazi store. Oh. And I was like, what? First off, like, I'm Jewish and Cree. Like, what the fuck would you bring me here? And it was just, like, the most, like, white, like, the kind of, like, exactly the kind of man you think would, like, run a store like that yeah. was, like, behind the counter. And he's just staring at me in this back when I had my long black hair. And I fully did not look like a white passing person. I don't know. Well, I, I think he felt it. He felt it in the air. He smelt yeah. it. His Nazi nostrils. Nazi nostrils smelt me out. Oof. And then I was just like, wow. And this is why I don't go on dates. And I jumped right into a long-term relationship. I was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> never going on my first date. Please say the word, Nazi. Yeah, the Nazi's pretty bad, too. I could sweat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Um, but on half your note, plastic surgery, which I do love. Yes. Um, you mentioned you're a plastic surgery enthusiast. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> That's like my dream. My dream is to have someone pay me to get surgeries and, and pay for my surgeries and pay me to be in school for the rest of my life. Those are my two like dream, Ooh. dream I jobs. Dream. Mm-hmm, right? <laughs> um, just sitting on my big fake ass learning <laughs> goals. <laughs> um, so what has been your favorite procedures and what's still on your list? Okay, so um, I've only had boobs. Uh, I've had two BBLs and I've had liposuction. I haven't touched. Oh, and I had I had jaw liposuction. I guess that counts too. Um, the first BBL 
was so disappointing because all of the fat that transferred was reabsorbed into my body. So I spent $15,000 of Red Robin money making $60 a day, like saving <laughs> every single penny for a year to come back looking exactly the same. And I was like, I am never going to do it again. Um, it was the most heartbreaking thing. And like, I still love the idea of plastic surgery. So I would just go to people and be like, yeah, I've had plastic surgery. And they'd be like, where? Okay. <laughs> I know. Not the Red Robin dollars. <laughs> yeah, like so much. It was so disappointing. It was so disappointing. So now, and then I had just the small one, just the, the chin and the arm label stuck chin here. Oh, the first one was in Miami. Apparently everyone has the same Miami BBL story, which is like, um, like, don't go there. They all reabsorb there. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't clean the fat. Something about it. Um... So, and then I was dating this guy and um, I thought I get a call one day from one of the dancers at my club and he's like, she's like, Hey, I just don't know that your boyfriend is engaged and his wife is three months pregnant. So I was like, so I just was in a full manic episode. I booked a plane to uh, Mexico that left in like four hours. And I was like, and I was like, I am going to drive to a plastic surgeon and be like, can you do this for me right now? And I got my boobs, BBL, and like everything at the same time. And I was just like, I was like, if I'm in so much pain, um, because I, I won't be able to cry about a boy. And it was just such a last minute crazy decision. And it was so cheap. It was like $6,000 for everything. Where was this? Mexico. Mm. Yeah, Guadalajara. Um. I really thought that story was going to go, so I got a blackmail BBL. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to blackmail this fucker, got your, got your surgery through it. But we know you pay for fucking McDonald's, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, no. I, I told him, I was like, well, he was like, no, 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 I want to be with you. Like, just show me nothing. I was like, ew, get the fuck away from me. Like, bro, you're bringing and fuck this kid. baby. <laughs> yeah. You're bringing in a kid to this world. Like, do not understand. That Jesus. Like, that yeah, like you're such an evil person, and I was like, you need to send me four thousand dollars right now because I had two thousand dollars in my bank account at the time. So like, you need to send me four thousand dollars right now, or I'm gonna tell her like I had that idea, and he was like, she knows. Damn. <laughs> God damn yeah. it. No, she doesn't. He I just know. said that was a lie. I don't know. I never. I never reached out to her. I never. I never talked to her. Like. I never talked to the guy again. I just blocked him. I put. I came home from work. I put all of his stuff on the outside of my door, and I got on the plane. Like a crazy. You gave his shit back, girl. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I mean, it was shitty, you know. Like all his, all of his stuff was like not good. You know, he's one of those like we call them like gang stars, which is like gangsters who are not really. They're like show off gangsters. So he definitely yes. had like no real money. Ew. His little know? like fake gold pen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like knockoff Louis tracksuit, like. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was. That was the only time I've ever dated someone that I, I met at the, the club, and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Again, you know, right? I feel like everyone goes through that experience, but those are those were the two big ones I had. But on my list next, I really want to do a nose job, and I want to get a mini facelift where they just take the skin here because I had label suction, so I have no fat there anymore but I have the extra skin. Mm. Um, so I really want to like get it tightened back. And then that's pretty much it. My favorite one, 
I think the boobs. I don't, no, I really like the stomach. I really like my stomach, but the attention I get most for is my boobs. Mm. How many CCs do you have? I Oh, my God. I was one of those girls that just came out that um, doctors were implanting girls with double what they asked for. When they woke up, they had bigger boobs. So I agreed with my doctor. I was like one of those girls who wrote into um, that whole like TikTok thing that was going on about doctors doing this. But I was supposed to get like 400 and I woke up with, I think I have 560. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it so, just that they put, put it in and it just doesn't look right? So they add to it? Like what's... I, I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't even watch the full TikTok video. <laughs> <laughs> I watched my part only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a whole bunch of girls, like a compilation of girls put together of saying like, yeah, I agree on this. And then I woke up with this. I've heard and that a lot too. About, yeah, making more money because then girls are more likely to come back is what I think they were alluding to. But the video was like 20 minutes long and I have the attention span of like a cockroach, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, where did you get your chin lipo done here? Uh, it also got it done in Miami like two days later, but oh. I, I didn't go under. You didn't yeah. get any of your surgeries done here in Bath? No, it's way too expensive yeah. to do anything here. It's like insane. I mean, with the, the first BBL and the liposuction, it basically came to the same price because I didn't factor in the hotel and everything. Mm. Just the surgery was really cheap. Mm. Um, so that's why, because the surgery itself was only like $5,000, Canadian dollars. But then I didn't factor in like the hotel and the food and the... And the drugs and everything. So that's why it came to end up being $15,000. Yeah. Um, but in Mexico, the hotel was like $5 a night, you know, so yeah. it didn't really add too much. I want to get my nose done. I want to get a facelift. I want to get a BBL. I want to get full body lipo. <laughs> I want to do it all. Yeah. Um, but I've had two of my surgeries out, like out in uh, the States and then one of them locally and it was so nice healing at home like it was so mm-hmm. much better but i don't like the like most surgeons i wouldn't go to here man unless they want to yeah, give like, me free surgeries then. <laughs> no like i also always miss my bed staying in those hotels and the plane ride was also horrendous after like you know having to sit there just like you know going in to change all your like you're uh, leaking. Have you ever done liposuction before? Mm-mm, no, I've had my boobs done twice and labiaplasty. Oh, cool. But liposuction by far is like the most insane feeling. Have you ever had liposuction? <laughs> Why no? would they lipo? <laughs> Same place as a lipo you. Nowhere. <laughs> I paid her to see that. Um, so everyone will tell you like, oh, it feels like you got hit by a bus. But, but this, that's not really the truth because to go over like the realistics it's like it's your muscle it's a a layer of fat and it's your skin so when they remove the fat none of your skin is attached to your body anymore so it feels like not like you've been hit by a bus but like none of your skin is attached to your body anymore you know like you have been peeled like a grape and it's like you just have holes that are just like taking away like all of those dying cells that are like trying to reconnect and die and reconnect and die. And it's like, it does, it is the most craziest feeling. And then you just sit on an airplane for eight hours and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) my skin. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always (laughs) fly out the window. (laughs) I always tell that like horror story. So like my, my little cousins, like, cause they always see like, Oh, you're so pretty. I'm like, okay, well, here's the truth. Um, but then they say, did you get it twice? And I say, listen, 
<laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, Beauty so is pain. It's like, it is the worst thing you'll ever go through, but like, I liked it a lot. It's a hard time. <laughs> it's like the worst for advice, anyone. Like, just don't take any advice from me. <laughs> um, before we get into listener questions and then let you go, um, you also started your nonprofit. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I love to clean like a loser. <laughs> I am just like such a neat freak. Like, I like it's honestly OCD. It's honestly mental illness. Like everything has space. I even have right here my little color coordinated agenda. Um, everything has to have structure. I believe that I have some type of autism. My parents just never told me, and now it's too late. Um, <laughs> You know, I saw TikTok say that and I was like, oh my God, that's so true. That's probably what it is. But it was definitely just spiraling in my head. Um, so I was always going over to my friend's house and being like embarrassed, being like, can I can I keep clean your paints? Is it okay if I clean your place? And like, I just always wanted to create a structure in someone's house, create a flow of someone's house. Of house. I always learned like the feng shui of cleaning too. Um, it, it just gives me like peace of mind to clean if I'm ever stressed. I need something to clean. And because all me and my friends all live in the same building, because we all worked at Red Robin, the, the manager at Red Robin was the building manager here. So we all got our own apartments in this building, which is amazing. And my house was clean. I was like, can I go clean your house? Can I go clean your house? <laughs> and um, I just, because it's such low income people, one time I just, I was telling someone in the elevator, like, oh, I, I was cleaning my friend's house. It was really fun. And she's like, do you want to clean my house? And I was like, Yes. And then I just started doing it for everyone in, in the building, you know, and just just helping out. And that's what I, I just want to continue to do, you know, just to clean houses for free on my own time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like not fun. It's so weird, but it's it's really fun for me. Okay. Well, send me a price list because I <laughs> would love. But she just said free. No. I'm not. <laughs> Exploiter. Actually, I'm going to get you to pay me to clean my house. <laughs> We have men for that. <laughs> I no. actually do want to open up some. Now that I'm done school, like I, it is this like a pit of me of like now what you know. So I do want to start start a business with it and like hire people to do cleanings um, and do that also with addressing the living wage crisis because that was on what my theory was on my last year of political science. It's like the minimum wage to live right now to be able to afford rent and groceries in not downtown but in just like. Burnaby and Surrey, you have to be making like $27 an hour. So that's that's why I want to center my company around too. Like we have high prices, but we pay people really, really good and we support families. And then on my side, I want to reach out to like hoarders houses and I want to start mm -hmm. cleaning like really dirty houses. You know, like if you can't see the floor, like put me in there, yeah. you know? Nasty. And yeah. you made fun of armpit liking? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you leave me in my armpits alone. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna wait. Uh, yeah. Before we get into listener questions, we're just gonna take a little break for our sponsors. Intimo is a local sex shop that celebrates our industry in a spicy and empowering way. Proudly representing many sex workers in queer owned businesses, community, and education is at the heart of what they do. With over 300 hot sex toys available online, their collection is curated intentionally to help you find what you're looking for so that you can have an affirming experience in the bedroom. They even make their own plant-based pleasure products, so make sure you try out our favorite one, Smooth Operator, their hyaluronic acid water-based lube. Use promo code 50 plus a tip for 10% off your online orders. Whether you're shopping from the comfort of your own home or visiting their adorable storefront in the heart of Victoria, they've got a little something special for you. 
Did we mention they're also sex worker owned and operated? Check them out online at intimopleasureboutique.com and remember to use your promo code 50 plus a tip. That's five zero plus a tip. We'd love to shout out our sponsor, Levian Lash, for bringing our lashes to life. At Levian Lash, you'll be in great hands with Liz. With over six years of experience, Liz can create any set of lashes you desire, from natural classics to the most dramatic mega volumes you could ever imagine. If extensions aren't your thing, you can opt for that clean girl aesthetic with lash lifts and brow laminations too. Find some time to schedule some much-needed self-care with Levian Lash. You'll receive $25 off your first visit for any service of your choice with code 50 plus a tip. Okay, we've kept you for quite a bit already, but we're going to, I pulled three listener questions that I wanted to get to. I didn't want to leave them out and then we'll get into our rapid fire and then we'll finally say goodbye. So the first listener question here, what makes a good or bad strip club patron in your opinion? What makes a good or bad patron? If they don't tip, bro, everyone's there to get paid. Pay us. (laughs) Fair. None of that Red Robin money. (laughs) (laughs) And when I see the dad that Red Robin, and I'm like, listen, I see your wife with you right now, you better take me. You're a hush money bitch. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) The next listener question. Are are female patrons at strip clubs as bad to female servers as they are to the dancers? Yes. A thousand percent yes. Why are they like this? You know, like, for me, like, I've never pretended to be a chill girl, you know? <laughs> like, I'm always, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. You know, if you want to make me, I'm crazy, and I will tell you that right at the beginning. So why are you coming to pretend to be a chill girl to just there and be mean? Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, if you're not a chill girl, why are you lying? It, they'll still date you if you're crazy. They'll probably even like you more if you're crazy. I don't take that advice, actually. I don't know. <laughs> um, are you Italian? I'm uh, my father's from Ecuador and my mother's from Portugal. Okay. So random ass mix. <laughs> <laughs> and the last listener question I'm gonna I'm gonna steal here. Um, is there a lot of hooking up amongst the servers slash bartenders? I watched Vanderpump Rules and I was a server at Earls in Canada and wow, it was like its own dating app, but on Viagra. <laughs> Which bad. I've heard this a lot too. It's bad. <laughs> Stories I know way too much about what the bartenders look like naked, and that was not my choice. You know, they they didn't have a Vanderpump rules for strip clubs. I suggest apparently someone suggested that to my club, and they said no because then patrons wouldn't come. But I think that would be so. No, that'd bring them more. I bet. You think so? Yeah, I think so too. I don't think so. I just want fame, so like I'm biased. I'm like, yeah, they love it. Well, I think it'll go one of two ways, though. It's like, pe- like people come into the strip club; they don't want to be seen on TV. No, like, you could blur the them out. Club. You'd yeah. have you'd have to have people sign a uh, waiver saying they're okay yeah. to be shown, just like they do on all the webs on those sites. On like a Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. would be good. Yeah, but... Tuesday daytime. Yeah. Just yeah. me and my one client. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have you gotten in on the dating apps at uh, work, or like have you? On the dating apps? No, no, but like, have you st- like dated anybody that you work with? No, so at my club, I'm actually the youngest hire in, like, not youngest, I'm the newest hire in, like, 10 years. So everyone who's working there has worked there since they were, like, 18. So everyone's around, like, 40, 45. And I'm just, I really don't like older guys. Like, 30 is the maximum for me. I don't know why. Like, I like a young guy. Like, I I want you to be, like, full of life, you know? 
Yeah, because yeah. you want to be able to pay for their dinners. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like when they have their own money <laughs> mama's got this <laughs> you want the happy meal with the toy <laughs> please uh, so I have it but I'm not one to judge like as you said love it love it okay before you let me go uh, we have our three rapid fire questions we ask all of our guests so the first one is what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet, but you want to try? Okay, definitely. I want to sleep with two guys at the same time. That would be really cool. Is that like, a- so here you go. I was going to say, this is a very popular, popular request. Yeah. I'm like so innocent though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so lame. So <laughs> that would be like crazy to me. And before it was to sleep with someone over seven foot five. And I did that. And that was pretty cool. Where did How you, did find? you find someone? <laughs> Bro, he was just walking on the street and he started to talk to me and I was like, God, I love you. <laughs> Are you sure he was 7'5", babe? Yeah. <laughs> he was so tall. Like, he, he couldn't fit in the ceilings in my house. He would, he would like, go, ev- like, hunch everywhere he went. So I was like, this is time. Okay, I love you. I'm going to ask the question that everyone's thinking. Like, proportionally, what are we talking? Proportionally? Small. No, I think he was so big that, I mean, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't small. But it's, he was so large of a man that I think it made it look not big, but it felt big. Right. You know? But yeah, unfortunately, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that I would say that I could not continue hmm. is that he had bad teeth. And bad teeth is like the... Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't care. Teeth is you so important. You got to fix the teeth. Mm-hmm, sorry mm-hmm. sorry random dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry he's listening um the next <laughs> rapid fire question one thing you've tried sexually that you probably wouldn't do again throwing up on someone <laughs> <laughs> no 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 for reasons like the little last story time of the time i threw up on the guy i tried i was in a relationship with a guy for like three years and you know you, you need to spice things up so i learned how to do a handstand and i assumed that i could suck him off while doing a handstand <laughs> Which resulted in me throwing up all over him. So not I would never do that one. <laughs> but hey, I, well, I do not suggest that to any girl out there. And now you know. So yeah. <laughs> and the last one here: if you had the world's attention for thirty seconds, what would you say? Oh my God, that's so crazy. Hi. <laughs> Whatever. <up? laughs> that's like so much pressure, pressure on me. I'm just gonna go with the symbol and just carry. <laughs> <laughs> Plug yourself. <laughs> well, Natalie, thank Natalia, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, Natalia Reynoso, and then on TikTok, the Freak Show Circus, the Freak Show Circus, and on uh, for my cleaning company, Nat and Tidy. Oh, that's cute. Cute. As always, you can find us on Instagram at 50 plus a tip pod or email us at 50 plus a tip at gmail.com. That's 50 plus a tip. Slide into the DMs with any questions, comments, stories. Email us. We love getting it all. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to 50 plus a tip podcast. And you can listen to it pretty much wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the podcasts. Can you name one more? I truly cannot. That's all, that's all I had. That's all I had written down. Does like, Amazon no, have their own? Um, Amazon podcast? Maybe. I don't know if it exists. <laughs> Hard to say. Um, yeah. Anything you want to? Uh... I think you nailed it all. If you want to see the whole uh, episode 
um, visually and not just auditorially. Is that right? That's not right. Just the audio. If you want to see the video as well, <laughs> head on over to our Patreon at uh, 50 plus a tip um, and you can watch it. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Natalia. You're welcome. Do you mind just telling me that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye.